With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Monday, November 13th, 2023. We're getting close to Turkey Day, people. And by the way, outside, it's still 60 degrees. I'm going to go play more golf. There's no reason to stop. None at all. But I am stalling. I'll admit this to you. Because before we talk about what I thought was one of the more thrilling Lions victories I've seen in my lifetime, we got to talk about Dan Campbell. The guts on that man. I do have to say thank you and sorry, both at the same time. Because I did a podcast on Friday talking about the Michigan situation as we awaited the word on Jim Harbaugh. I brought Jeff Lesson on from 97 won the ticket. And of course, WWJ News Radio 950. Jeff had a source said Harbaugh was going to skate. Maybe a fine. Maybe the Big Ten pushed it a week. Maybe the Big Ten just allowed the NCAA to do the investigation. He thought from his guy that Harbaugh was going to skate. Harbaugh got suspended for three games. We were wrong. We were dead wrong, and I own it. But I'm conflicted. I feel weird because 22,000 people watch that podcast on YouTube. I've never done a more watched podcast in my life. So I was pretty happy about that, but I got it wrong. So I'm not happy about that. I'm so conflicted. So many people after the podcast, after the news broke, they're like, this aged well idiot. Hey, moron, way to put anybody on. So I own it. I wear it. I'm sorry. But thank you for watching and listening. You people are amazing. Please download the Daily Ticket if you'd be so kind. Watch the Daily Ticket if you'd be so kind. Rate and review the Daily Ticket if you'd be so kind. Thank you. Let's move on. How about the Lions, baby? 41-38 victory over the Chargers. I got to tell you, that was an exhilarating, amazing, heart-thumping, great football game. And before we get into the game, I must tell you, the last time I felt this way about the Detroit Lions was all the way back in 1999. I was at the Pontiac Silverdome. People were drinking and urinating in sinks and getting into fights with everybody. Lions were playing the greatest show on turf. St. Louis Rams, who went on to win the Super Bowl that year. 
fourth and 27 at the Silverdome. Gus Farrat to Jermaine Crowell, a phenomenal completion. A young Jeff Rieger, I was like in my 20s, maybe late teens. I had my whole life in front of me. I was going insane. I got into fights with St. Louis people. There were fights all over the Silverdome. It was so exhilarating. I've been chasing that feeling ever since. Yesterday, that feeling came back. What a win by the Lions. And there was some bad. There was a lot of bad we could talk about. Bad, there was some good. Lions are 7-2 and two for the first time since 2014. That was the year they went to Dallas in the playoff game. And, of course, the flag was picked up. Ended up losing to the Cowboys. We talk about that game forever, right? This team is better than that team. But yesterday, what a game. And I must be honest, Dan Campbell has some fucking balls, doesn't he? This guy is unbelievable. Do you have any idea how many coaches we've seen coach the Lions? They all say the same stupid stuff. We're going to change the culture. We're going to change the culture. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to change the culture. Matt Patricia, Jim Caldwell, Marty Morningwig, Jimmy Schwartz, Rod Marinelli, Wayne Fonts. All of these guys, they all say the damn same thing. Got to change the culture. They all failed miserably. They all failed to get another job as a head coach. They all were awful, pathetic, the worst. Each one worse than the one before them. And then this guy comes along and he talks about biting kneecaps. And the entire national media is laughing at this guy. This is the guy that's doing it though. Dan Campbell's got such guts. He's got such balls. And holy shit, what a game and what a call yesterday. Sorry to swear so much, but my goodness, I was fired up. My wife goes to me after the game. I was watching with my brother. My daughter was around too. My wife goes to me. She's like, hey, Dave, my brother, had him on the podcast. Remember last week or two weeks ago? She said, he told me you might be a little crazy today. That was an unbelievable win. An unbelievable win, but more than anything, it was an unbelievable call by Dan Campbell. It was 38-38. Lions could not stop the Chargers for the life of them in the second half. Tied game, 147 left to go in the contest. It was fourth and two. Usually, tie game, you're in field goal range. The Lions were, would have been a 48-yard field goal. You kicked the field goal. If you kick the field goal in this instance, Riley Patterson might have been not great. Or you make it, you go up by three, but you give the Chargers, who you could not stop, a buck 30 and two timeouts left to storm down the field and win the football game. Or at least tie the football game. Send it to OT. What did Dan Campbell do in fourth and two? He said, screw your kicking. I'm going for it. Dan Campbell went for it five times on fourth down yesterday. He converted Four of them. And the one that he did not convert ended up being a Chargers goal line stand where the Lions did not score. That could have been costly. It turned out not to be. Fourth and two. 147 left in the game. Dan Campbell didn't hesitate. He went for it. You realize if they don't make it, he's crucified. People want him fired. They don't want Dan Gamble. They want Dan Campbell. Because if they don't make it, 
Chargers are taking over with good field position in a tie game. You couldn't stop them. They'll march right down the field, and they'll kick a field goal, and they'll win the football game themselves. And you drop to 6-3, and three, and they improve to what? 5-4. and four. But that didn't happen. It didn't happen at all because Campbell did not hesitate on fourth and two. He said, we're going for it. I respect the hell out of him for it. Jared Goff, short pass to Sam Laporta, pretty pattern. Lions pick up the first down, run out the clock, and then they turn to Riley Patterson for the game-winning 41-yard field goal. What balls on that man? How many coaches kick the field goal and see the other team storm down the field and win? How many coaches are afraid to go against the grain? How many coaches lose games like that? And the Lions have a coach that doesn't. First time in my life you feel good about the coach of the Detroit Lions. First time of my life the Lions coach is not getting lionized. Every coach that I already named before that talked about changing the culture and all that bullshit, they all got lionized. By the end of their tenure in Detroit, they were all worthless. They were blubbering idiots. Blah, 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 blah. They couldn't do anything, and they all got freaking whacked. Then comes along Dan Campbell, and what happens? He's changing the culture. He's lionizing SOL. I've never seen anything like it. I never believed the Lions team could go to the Super Bowl until this team. And that's the man responsible for it. You're probably yelling right now if you're still watching or listening, say, dude, calm down. I can't. I'm fired up. I recorded this about two hours after the game ended. Had to get some notes in there. Wanted to get everything correct. I'm still so fired up thinking about it. I'm right back in 1999 at the Pontiac Silverdome watching people spew beer over my father. That's how people acted at the Silverdome. If the game was boring, you looked around and you see people punch the hell out of each other. Do you remember? Silverdome was insane. Great place, by the way, but freaking insane. That's where my fandom started. I felt like that, like I did back then. Back then, I had my life in front of me. Back then, I was a rabid Lions fan, and I thought maybe one day I would see something special. Lions won that game against the Rams. They were 6-2. and two. I remember this. Sweetness, Walter Payton passed away. And I remember thinking to myself, they're going to talk about the Lions on ESPN. Best team in the NFC. Walter Payton passed away. They talked about sweetness as they should have. Lions went two and six. They backed their way into the playoffs. They ended up losing to Washington. It was the game after the Music City Miracle. I'll never forget it. I really thought the Lions were going to be good that year. And they did what they always do. Now it's different. Isn't it? And yesterday proved it. And the biggest reason it's different is because you got a freaking coach that finally knows what the hell he's doing. Oh, my goodness gracious. Whew. Dan Campbell's got some balls, doesn't he? That guy is freaking amazing. I feel bad for him. He had to miss Metallica yesterday. But you know what? He won a football game instead. So, 
Kudos to Dan Campbell. Lions fans get excited. We finally have something that we've wanted our whole lives. A competent freaking head coach that will not get lionized. All right. Sorry. I've calmed down. There's more to talk about, though. You want the good or the bad first? Let's start with the good, shall we? How good is Amon Ross St. Brown? Eight catches, 156 yards, and a touchdown. We all know that 16 receivers were taken before him in the 2021 draft. I have them in front of me. Amon Ross is the best of them. Jamar Chase went fifth to the Bengals. Jalen Waddle, sixth to the Dolphins. Devontae Smith, 10th to the Eagles. Kadarius Toney, 20th to the Giants. Rashad Bateman, 27th to the Ravens. Elijah Moore, 34th to the Jets. Rondale Moore, 49th to the Cardinals. Dwayne Eskridge, 56th to the Seahawks. Tutu Atwell, 57th to the Rams. Terrence Marshall Jr., 59th to the Panthers. Josh Palmer, 77th to the Chargers. Dynamite Brown, 82nd to the Commanders. Amari Rogers, 85th to the Pack. Nico Collins, 89th to the Texans. Anthony Schwartz, 91st to the Browns. Dez Fitzpatrick, 109th to the Titans. <sighs> and then Amara St. Brown in the fourth round. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What a pick by Brad Holmes. St. Brown has 100 yards receiving or more in six of his last seven games. Do you know he has more career receptions than Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith? Those three men went one, two, and three in that draft before Amon Ross St. Brown. Unbelievable. He has the most games with 100-plus receiving yards this season, tied with A.J. Brown, and he's got more than Tyreek Hill and Steph Diggs. How good is Amon Ross St. Brown? Sign him up right now. Sign him now. He embodies everything that it is to be a Detroit Lion. Outstanding. So good. But there's more good. We got to see the combination of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs again. Combined, they rushed for 193 yards, 35 yards receiving. They had to combine three touchdowns. Nobody is saying the Lions should not have taken Gibbs in the first round anymore. Tony Romo was gushing about Gibbs. The moves, the wiggles, so damn fast and dominant. And then how about the 75-yard touchdown run by David Montgomery? The Lions can run the football behind that great O-line. They can pass the football, too, because Jerry Goff proved that, especially in the second half yesterday. 22-33, 3-33 in the air, two touchdowns, no picks, a 122.4 rating. Got the majority of that in the second half, as I mentioned. Chargers could not be stopped in the second half. Every possession they had in the third and fourth quarter, they scored a touchdown. So, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, and Amon Ross St. Brown, and of course, Jared Goff had to keep pace, and they found a way to outlast the Los Angeles-San Diego Chargers, whatever the hell you want to call them. Do you know that yesterday marked the first game in Lions history that the team produced 325 net passing yards and 200 rushing yards. First time ever. 
Lions also produced 40-plus points and 525 total net yards for the first time since 2013. How good is this offense? They were dominant. They were awesome. So fun to watch. So fired up. I'm sorry. I can't calm down. Let me do a little pulse check here. Oh, yeah, the heart rate's up. The heart rate is up. I'm telling you, I remember how I used to feel when I was a kid watching the Lions. And, you know, I didn't know how bad they were going to be my whole life. I thought eventually I was going to see special shit. First time I feel that way since then. But there was bad. The defense was horrendous. Justin Herbert, good quarterback, lit the Lions up for 421 yards, 98 of them on the ground. But the Lions were up two scores multiple times, and the defense could not hold those leads. Chargers' offense was awesome in the second half of the game. Or the Lions' defense was pathetic in the second half of the game. Whatever you want to look at it, however you want to look at it, thankfully the Lions win. But my goodness, Aaron Glenn's defense, I think we all believe that it changed. I think we all believe that it got much better yesterday and it regressed. And moving forward, if this team wants to do special things, that team's got to play a hell of a lot better. And the other thing, too, and we talked about this, too, Lions did nothing at the trade deadline. They got Donovan Peoples-Jones, a receiver. They did nothing to help their D-line. And every game, we're all wondering, where the hell is the pass rush? Where's the pass rush? Zero sacks yesterday. Justin Herbert had all kinds of time. And when he did, he got rid of the football pretty quickly. Lions couldn't do anything. Where's the pass rush? Zero sacks, five QB hits. Two of them from Aiden Hutchinson. You could have got Chase Young for a third-round pick. He's now in San Francisco. In his debut with the Niners, San Francisco wins, and Chase had a half a sack. That guy would have been dominant in Detroit. I do wonder if we're going to regret the Lions not doing anything at the deadline. Now, we talk about the culture, and Dan Campbell has instilled this culture, and Dan Campbell's awesome. But the Lions and Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell always talk about, we're not going to bring a non-culture dude into this mix. But sometimes you do wonder. A rental for a third-round pick like a Chase Young, even if he's not your type of guy, he can help you on the field. So you do wonder if maybe they look at that culture fit thing and say, maybe it's more important than it actually is. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. These guys, Holmes and Campbell, built this thing. The best Lions football team in my life. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they know what they're doing. But it's fair to wonder if they should have done more at the deadline. Because they did nothing. There was also a very SOL-type drive by the Chargers. Lions led by a touchdown. 31-24. Chargers driving to try to tie the game up. There was a third and 11 for the Chargers where Romeo Okora roughed Justin Herbert. But then Herbert was called for intentional grounding on the same play. So they canceled each other out. They did it again. And Cam Sutton got a P.I. Cam Sutton got two PIs on that drive. Chargers ran eight plays from inside the eight-yard line of Detroit. And in the very last one, on fourth and one, they found a way to score. It was infuriating. It caused me to tweet SOL. But the Lions are different. They found a way to overcome. They're seven and two. 
Their schedule is cake moving forward. That was a great win. A great win. And we can talk about the defense, and we can talk about how you're worried about it, and that's all legitimate, and we have all week to do that as the Lions get ready for their next game. But my goodness, that was an inspiring, invigorating, exhilarating victory. And as you can tell, I'm still fired up. And the balls on Dan Campbell. Holy hell. Sorry for saying balls so many times. There is a little more bad news, though. The Lions have a legitimate threat in the NFC. They're the Minnesota Vikings. They've won five games in a row. They're only two games now behind Detroit in that divisional race. And the Vikings play the Lions two of the final last three weeks of the season. Josh Dobbs, he's been everywhere. Really smart guy. Never really had the talent around him. He's now in Minnesota, and he was awesome yesterday against the Saints. Now, wasn't as good in the second half as he was in the first half, but the Minnesota Vikings looks like they are legit. And they will get Justin Jefferson back, too, their best receiver. And they got Addison, another good receiver, first-round pick, too. So all in all, we could be looking at a race in the NFC North where for the longest time, the first five, six, seven weeks of the season, we didn't think that was going to be the case. We thought the Lions would run away with the division. So there you go. I think I've said it all. Thanks for watching on Friday. Thanks for continuing to support the Daily Ticket. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the Daily Ticket. And how about the balls on Dan Campbell? My God, this guy is awesome. Never phased by any fourth down. He went for it on fourth and five, people. It was a draw play. I'm not even kidding. Fourth and five early in the game. Draw play. Demo. Got it. Whew. Some people get annoyed. Some people think it's too much. Some people get queasy. Not me. You got a strong stomach. You love this guy. I love this guy. Finally got a coach. Let's get to the comments, shall we? I'm sorry if I'm all over the place. I'm a little hyped up after that win. That was a fucking great win. I got to stop swearing. I'm sorry. It's a great win, though. Good comment. If you watch the Daily Ticket, we read a good comment and a bad comment. Good comments usually tell me I'm doing a good job. The bad comments tell me I suck at my job. Here we go. Good comment. This is from Vike Cigar. V-I-K-S-A-G-A-R. Excellent show, guys. Enjoyed it. Thank you. It took a lot for me to find a good comment. Because after I got the information in the last podcast wrong, after we were reporting that a source had one thing and it ended up being the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were angry. We got a lot of, uh, you know, that age well. We got a lot of, um, you guys are morons. We got a lot of, you guys suck. We got a lot of, end the podcast. And we deserve it because we got it wrong. But there was one bad comment that did stick out. I'll read it now. It says, um, you are just a Valente wannabe. Why do you allow him to tell you what to say? Can he really fire you? Can he really get you fired? You are a fucking coward. That's a bad comment. No, Mike cannot get me fired. Mike is not my boss. A lot of people think he is, apparently. So there you go. That's the podcast, people. I swore way too much. I got way too excited. But you should be excited, too. Lions are 7-2 and two for the first time since 2014. 
My goodness. By the way, this, uh, it's a, I bought my daughter some Heelys, you know, those shoes with the, the wheels. So, yeah, the little device. Sorry, I just keep playing with it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see it. If you're not, then, um, you know, I got a little hook in my hand. So, that's the podcast. I've enjoyed it immensely. I'm going to go have a couple drinks to try to calm down. I want to leave you with what Jim Nance, the fine voice of CBS, said yesterday after the Lions won a thrilling game that normally through our lives they lose. Jim Nance, quote, we might be seeing these Lions in Las Vegas, unquote. Super Bowls in Las Vegas, people. God, what a freaking win. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. I'll be way more calm, I promise. But doesn't it feel good to be excited about football? Oh, by the way, Michigan, they won. They beat Penn State. Harbaugh suspended three games. He didn't, of course, coach in Crappy Valley. We wait and see what happens. They got a court case on Friday. We'll get to it tomorrow. That can wait. How about the Lions and that coach, Dan Campbell? Holy hell. Catch you tomorrow. The Daily Ticket. You guys rock. Bye.